Hello and welcome back to another episode of Football Talk Podcast. My name is Ozzy and I'm your host for today's show. It's been a while since I've been online um, to do a live episode. Uh, thank you to everyone who's uh, messaged me. Unfortunately, I was quite unwell, so I was unable to do any uh, episodes for you guys, but I'm feeling healthy now and raring to go. So lots to talk about. Uh, normally, I would do my sort of review of the Premier League, but as we've just come from a few Champions League games, but that's only the right that we give you my reaction uh, of tonight's games. So we'll focus on the two British teams that took part today. So Porto and Liverpool. So it's normally like a standard fixture for Liverpool now, as it's we play we play Porto pretty much every every year. Um, difficult stadium to to get a point, but. Today was an emphatic win by Liverpool. Uh, they just simply couldn't handle the team. For me, man of the match was Curtis Jones, without a shadow of a doubt. Fantastic performance from the youngster. For me, I'm really happy for him personally, as I feel like he deserves more games. Uh, there was a lot of moments last season where I feel like he played really well, had one or two couple, one or two sort of bad moments in a couple of games. And unfortunately, that led to him um, to play more of a big part role towards the latter stages of last season. But for me, he's really grown. He's really mature. Um, I think last season, he was probably guilty of doing a, a, a few too many uh, stepovers. But this this season, I can see a difference of approach in terms of his play. He's more effective, understands his role um, as one of the lead attacking sort of sparks within our midfield. So... This game was pretty much evidence of his development so far. So we can get into the goal straight away. So the first goal, pretty much a shot from uh, Curtis outside the box. Uh, so that's one area that Liverpool, for me, don't do enough um, taking shots from long distance. So Curtis offers that option for Liverpool. So I have to be honest, it was a poor save from the goalkeeper who parried it away. And Salah was quick and smart enough to just squeeze through in between the two defenders um, and just hope and then just get a tap in there. So great start for Liverpool there. The second goal, great cross by Milner. Uh, I know he doesn't offer pace on the wings um, as, you know, he's getting a bit older now, but in terms of his delivery, he, he still got it and that ball was fantastic for Milner. Pretty much an easy tap in, you know, sort of, dodgy goalkeeping there as well as he didn't really go for the ball. Uh, the commentator said as well that he had his hands behind his back, which was quite bizarre. But, you know, nevertheless, that's that's not my concern there as I'm obviously a Liverpool fan here. Um, the third guy itself, great tackle by Curtis Jones to start off the attack. Uh, great Maisie run on the left wing. And he had a few options where Salah, uh, Jota and Mane were making runs and they picked the perfect pass for Salah who finished it with ease uh, to give Liverpool the 3 0 lead there. So, at that stage, pretty much comfortable for Liverpool. Uh, Porto were able to uh, pull one back. Great header by Mehdi uh, Terimbi, who's one of their leading strikers uh, in, at the club. And then the fourth goal, another assist from Curtis John. Curtis John's pretty much involved with every goal. So, I don't know if he's actually going to be awarded as with five assists, but pretty much had a hand in every every moment in terms of Liverpool's attacking play there. So, woeful play by the goalkeeper who literally just came out of his box and was in no man's land. 
and Firmino was able to score open goal from pretty much 30 yards, pretty big distance there. Uh, I feel like he probably didn't add enough power to the shot, but it was enough there. So four on there, and then the final fifth goal um, from Bobby Firmino again. Um, it took a long time for this goal to be decided as, as they went to VAR, but he was onside. And the finish was pretty much point blank in front of the goalkeeper. So great impact from Firmino there, who came on as a sub. Obviously, there's always a little negative in every game. For me, it's Jota uh, had a number of chances to score. You know, on paper, when you look at his goals and assists and all that sort of stuff, it looks good. Obviously, he he scores. He has been scoring consistently, but for me, he's a frustrating player. Um, I don't think he has enough quality to lead um, the Liverpool line on a game-to-game -game basis. Um, I don't think he's clinical enough. And he just seems to sort of lose focus in key moments in the game. Um, and he gets affected by sort of misplaced passes from the team. He needs to have a bit more of a sort of different mentality being a, a main striker, for example, similar to Salah, where... Salah would have a few shots um, on target. If he doesn't score, he'll keep trying. The actual general play doesn't affect his performance. Uh, he can be missing for 20 minutes, but he'll pop up and be clinical in front of goal. So that's something Jota can learn from. But yeah, I feel like Jota could have got at least two, three goals himself in this game. Uh, nevertheless, you know, I, I can't be too fussy here. 5-1, great result for Liverpool. Two wins out of two. Um, looking comfortable right now. I've literally just seen that Suarez scored a last-minute penalty against Atletico uh, against sorry Milan, so and that's definitely helped Atletico in their claim to climb up the table in the Champions League. Uh, so the second game, I didn't feel, I didn't actually watch it, but I did I did just see the Messi goal and what a goal it was. Um, big statement uh, to beat Man City two 0 there. Does that make them favourites? I think they are pretty much uh, the bookies' favourites due to the spending um, that they had during the summer where just they, they just signed quality players all the way around. So, fantastic result for them. Um, Man City fans, let me know what you think about the game. Um, was it well-deserved? What are your views on actual performance of your team? Um, considering that you've got an important game against my team, Liverpool, this, this Sunday, um, where do, you, where do you stand in terms of your confidence for that game? So, yeah, let me know your thoughts. But as I mentioned, important games coming up for the Premier League. So we can do our review of match week six. So there's no better place to start North London derby. Uh, massive game for both teams. Arsenal back to winning ways in the last couple of games. And unfortunately, um, Spurs have lost their recent games and it has continued Um they were losing streak at this stage. Uh, Arsenal were fantastic. They played with such great energy and aggression. Um, for me, in terms of their system, playing two DMs does actually suit sort of the collection of players that they have in the squad. So playing Shaka and Partey as two uh, defensive midfielders allows uh, creative players like Smith Rowe, Saka, and Odegaard to just have the freedom to to do what they want. They're all young players, so they youth is on their side, so they've got the legs to run around, cause havoc against opposition. So 
obviously having two defensive midfielders adds more protection um, to the defensive line. So I think that's a formation that will suit uh, the Arsenal squad. Remains to be seen if Arteta plays this formation all the time. But I feel like in evidence of this game, they were fantastic and it's something I feel like they should implement going forward. The trio I just mentioned, Odegaard, Saka and Smith-Rowe were fantastic and they showed the true quality throughout the game. And that first goal was evident there. Odegaard passes it to Saka, who squares it to Smith-Rowe and finishes it neatly. Great start for the Gunners there. Second goal itself, uh, great, actually, great interchange between uh, Smith-Rowe and Aubameyang. So, nice left foot finish by Aubameyang, uh, who I noticed was wearing um, R9's Mercurial boots um, in silver, blue and gold. One of my favourite boots of all time, so nostalgia when I when I saw him um scoring with those boots on so yeah he looks to be back in sort of firing form as well and played with a lot more freedom as well I think last season he was employed more on the left wing which doesn't really suit his style at this stage of his career as he probably wants to lead the line and try and get as many goals rather than doing the dirty work and defending um as a winger so I think he definitely had a great performance um, the third goal, Kane loses the ball from an attacking position. Um, Arsenal were able to do a counter attack. Sack on the right wing finishes it fantastically with his right foot. Um, great goal, another great team goal, great counter attack from Arsenal there. But Harry Kane, he's the talking point right now, um, regarding Tottenham's awful format at this stage of the season what's happened to him um he looks like a shadow of himself i think it's quite evident that you know he didn't want to stay at the club or was pretty much forced into doing it i think for levy probably made a mistake in keeping him if the player doesn't have the heart to play for the club anymore he shouldn't be there it's as simple as that uh, i know he had more of a business mind where he wanted to try and gain as much money as possible but that money could have been used throughout the squad, could have given Nuno the options to actually get players that suit his style and suit his system. Because at this stage, um, every game that he's um, managed, it's been pretty much trial and error. He's trying different players in different positions, positions sorry, different systems, and it's just not working at the moment. Um, for me, it's, it's a bit of a tricky one for Tottenham fans uh, as I feel like you're not sure what, what, what to expect from your team right now. Uh, one week, you're playing quite defensively. The following week, you're pressing, but it's not happening throughout the whole game. So a bit of inconsistency, which I guess does happen when you have a new manager in your club. But do the, do the fans have the patience? Does the club have the patience to stick with their man? Um, as there's already so alarm bells about this appointment and saying that he's on limited time right now. So let me know what you guys think. It's it's an interesting one. But back to the game. Uh, Spurs were actually able to get a consolation goal, uh, which was a nice finish by Young Min Son. Um, yeah, for me, fantastic win for Arsenal. Uh, puts them back into. Uh, Winning, winning ways. Obviously, season's a long, long time, so it's not 
for me to say, oh, they'll be challenging for this and all that sort of stuff. But for now, what we can say, North London is red. So um, until they meet again, um, the fans can be happy in terms of how the team performed because uh, it's a fantastic result. So always nice to win a derby, I guess. Uh, next game, Brentford versus Liverpool. Uh, what a game. Had literally everything. Um, as a neutral, as a spectacle. Uh, as a Liverpool fan, for me, it was a frustrating match to watch. Um, but having said that, Brentford were fantastic. Um, they showed great determination and a never-die attitude, which is quite refreshing to see uh, from a newly promoted team. And it also shows that if a team is set up a certain way and the players have a strong mentality and they will, and they will um, work hard as a team, uh, anything's possible on the pitch. And they showed that in this fixture. And and playing at Brentford is not an easy fixture. Um, it's not easy to get points there. So uh, it will be a tricky stadium to play at throughout the t- uh, throughout the season for the other teams. But as there were so many goals, I won't go through each of the goals. Uh, but I will mention Salah getting his hundredth goal in 151 appearances, the fifth fastest player in the Premier League history. Uh, to achieve that milestone, a remarkable achievement considering he's not actually a number nine, he's a wide forward or winger, however you want to phrase it. Um, fantastic. One of the, for me, he's a Liverpool legend, full stop, and a Premier League legend now. Um, some people will have their opinions, some people still call him one season wonder, God knows what's wrong with them. Uh, but you can't deny his quality, he's been doing it year in, year out. And this year, he's got a different different mentality, different way of playing. Uh, he looks more hungry, more ruthless in front of goal. Um, every time I watch Liverpool play, I just feel like Salah will score every game. He's It's that sort of form he's in right now. Reminds me when he, of his opening season when he joined Liverpool. So, um, one down thing I would say about Salah during the game was that he had this great chance uh, to score when it was 2-2, I believe. Uh, but he just lofted it over the top. Um probably got a bit slightly complacent or he just wanted to score a nice sort of chip over the keeper, but could have changed the outcome of the game. But we won't dwell on that too much. Uh, the positive, one of the biggest positives for me, uh, pretty much echoed it in today's uh, Champions League game, is the performance of Curtis Jones. Sorry, um, fantastic performance. Uh, he gives Liverpool a cutting edge in midfield and scored a fantastic goal. Um I was a bit surprised that he got substituted after that goal. I know it was sort of decided that he would have got substituted anyway, but I feel like it actually did have a sort of negative effect after he left. And Liverpool just didn't have that creative spark afterwards. So he's definitely shown his importance in the team. And I don't feel like he can be dropped at this stage. So uh, long way, his um, good form continued there. But in general, Liverpool were very poor uh, defensively in terms of their shape, um, defending as a team, even individually, they just looked out-positioned. Um, simple mistakes, simple things like man-marking, it just wasn't on show during this game. Uh, even the first goal, for example, Fabinho, for me, should have done better in terms of clearing that clearing that ball before the left-back made that um, contact. Um, other, other moments here as well, but yeah, for me disappointing in terms of the defensive performance from Liverpool there. But let's speak about Brentford. Some impressive performances from Brentford. 
Uh, Raya made some fantastic saves. Um, crucial saves, actually, that probably would have helped Liverpool win. Uh, and he did it at the right moment as well during the fixture. So, And he's been very impressive. I did watch him quite a bit in the champ championship last year. Uh, solid keeper. Really, really good. Doesn't have any weak areas. Um, good at catching the ball in set pieces. Great shot stopper. Uh, sweeper as well has a good kick on him. So, fantastic goalkeeper. Um, Aya, who's one of their new recruits from the summer, who they signed for 14 million uh, from Celtic, uh, really solid. Made a last ditch tackle, not last ditch, like last ditch um, clearance um, to deny Salah a goal, similar to Matip on the other end, which was like five minutes later on as well. So that was quite, quite funny there. But one of the star players for me throughout that match was Ivan Tony. I thought he was fantastic. I actually didn't know that he was a Liverpool fan, um, which the commentator highlighted during the fixture. So, which is a nice thing to know, I guess. Um, Klopp was seen having a chat with him uh, after the game. Unpopular opinion, but I'm going to say how it is. I would love to see Ivan Tony at the club. Um, not saying in January, but I would feel like a striker is needed at the, at the, at the, at the club. So, He'd be one of the candidates that I'd look into uh, for next summer. I know he's not your Mbappe or your Haaland's, but I feel like you have to look around sort of in the Premier League as well. Who's that sort of striker that fits in, fits the mold in terms of how we play? And for me, he showed attributes of a Liverpool striker where he had pace, strength, clinical in front of goals. He didn't score, but he's normally a clinical uh, goal scorer. And for me, that was more, most impressive was his passing range. Uh, fantastic link-up between the midfield and attack. Um, drifts uh, in the channels as well and offers uh, end product. And he's done that. He had a couple of assists earlier on this season as well. So only question mark is that can he do it at the highest level on a consistent basis? So obviously, this is his first season in the Premier League. So let's see how he, how he ends his season in terms of numbers. But for me, that would be the type of player I'd go for. I know he's not the high profile or the marquee signing that Liverpool fans are seeking. But let's be honest, we, we don't have owners that will break the bank for those high caliber players. We have to look at strikers who I feel like have the potential to become better. And I do feel like he's one of those type of players. Um, obviously, being a Liverpool fan helps as well. So let's see. Let's see how, how that pans out. But... Um, a win would have been great for Liverpool. Um, we're playing Man City later on this week. But nevertheless, a point for me is the right result. And Brentford fully deserved um, the point and credit in terms of how they performed. So well done to Brentford there. Speaking of the champions there, Man City versus Chelsea. So the two bookies favourites, I would say, to win the league. Uh, go head to head, and it was City that were victorious and claimed the away win there. Uh, one of the standout performance for me was Grealish. Um, he was very lively throughout the game and produced some great runs on the left wing. Could have scored as well, but could save by Edward because it just went wide. Um, but the goal itself uh, was from Gabriel Jesus, uh, showed great quick feet around the box and produced a great swivel and turn. The shot. He got a bit lucky, got a bit of a deflection, but 
nevertheless um what's the goal there man city fans claim that he's a right winger which i never understand because i know he does drift to the right sometimes but for me i've always viewed him as a striker um i feel like it's quite clear that he's a number nine fox in a box type of player uh, i think he'll actually play an important role for this uh for this team this season um i think he'll thrive um having that sort of extra responsibility um to be that focal point in attack and to score all the goals um obviously pep likes to do his squad rotation but i feel like whenever he gets a chance he will be effective uh, with no aguero in the squad anymore um they didn't sign a strike in the summer i feel like this is his time to shine and hopefully uh, he gets opportunities and a run in the, um run within the team so nevertheless great win for man city um, puts them in great form against Liverpool. Well, having said that, they lost today. So um, they're probably in, a, in better spirits over the weekend. But, you know, Champions League, it's a different competition. So it can be sort of um, swept to one side and the focus would be back onto Premier League. They might have more determination to get some points against Liverpool to prove a point that, you know, they're still a top, top team, which they are. I don't dispute that at all. So it will be an interesting interesting fixture uh, over the weekend. Next fixture, Manchester United versus Aston Villa. So surprise result of the week. Um, I think most people were expecting United to win with flying colours and Ronaldo to grab the headlines, especially if you play uh, fantasy football. I think a lot of people made him captain, hoping he'd get a hat-trick or something. But... Um, that's not how it panned out, unfortunately. Uh, Villa were really aggressive from the first minute, uh, produced some decent attacks. Uh, the closest was Watkins in the first half, um, pretty much in front of goal. Uh, for me, should have done better, um, in my opinion. But United also went close, uh, a couple of chance, couple of chances from set pieces. Uh, Maguire had this moment where made a last-ditch tackle on McGuinn. I feel like he was quite lucky not to get a red card. I know the foul was on the halfway line, but he was the last man. If McGuinn had gone through, he pretty much would have squared it to Watkins, who was on the other side, and it would have been a goal, or more or less a goal, goal chance in that, in that regard. So, um, yeah, I think he was quite lucky there. But the goal itself... Uh, what a powerful header by House. Um, great great whipped in corner. Um, the ball was slightly behind him, but he managed to generate a lot of power and it was unstoppable, to be fair. So, fantastic goal from him. Um, United were given a, a lifeline towards the end of the game with a penalty. Surprisingly, uh, Fernandez stepped up and Ronaldo was still on the pitch. So, I was quite surprised by that. Um, decision there. I think Martinez, um, the Aston Villa goalkeeper, was also surprised and he was taunting Ronaldo to take the penalty, which I found hilarious at the time as well. The penalty itself, poorly executed, um, wrong technique in terms of how he's, how he's set up. Um, but it's football, it happens. Um, the irony is that um, Ole mentioned that a particular manager, God knows who it is, um, said that out publicly that, you know, United always get penalties. And since that, they've not been able to get that many penalties. They get awarded a penalty in the next fixture and they miss. Um, 
yeah, that's how it works out sometimes, unfortunately. Karma is one of those things there. Um, another thing that I noticed is on social media that um, uh, Fernandez uh, uploaded a bizarre post where he wrote an essay of emotions about off, about the game and yeah, too far. I didn't read all of it, but <laughs> just talking, talking a lot. Um, it's not that deep. Um, just move on. You've got another fixture coming up. It's not in the world missing penalties. You win some, you lose some. It is what it is. Um, but back to the game. Great performance by Villa. And for me, they fully deserve the win there. And the final game that I'll be reviewing is Leeds United versus West Ham. So Leeds went into this game with a huge injury list. Um, so it's always going to be a difficult game. But for me, they definitely showed a good account of themselves there. Rafinha was able to open the scoreline with a great hit from the edge of the box. Uh, West Ham were able to get equaliser later on uh, with a deflected shot from um, Bowen's strike. And then Hammers were actually able to get a late equaliser. Uh, great pass by Declan Rice to Antonio, who showed great a first touch around the defender and just finished it clinically. Um, man on fire right now. Great, great form there from Antonio. That's another win for West Ham. Uh, which puts them in seventh position. So they're doing really well this season, considering they've got Europe um, in their agenda now as well. So in terms of their level performances, it's still pretty much consistent. So credit to West Ham in terms of how they've played so far. So as I like to do every episode, um, I will be presenting my team of the week. So let me just add it here for you guys. So... Here it is. So, goalkeeper um, wasn't a difficult choice, to be fair. Pretty much Martinez and Raya as well. I think Raya had a good week, but considering um, conceded three goals, I feel like it was only right to give it to Martinez, who was able to keep a clean sheet, made some decent saves throughout the game, um, and just had an overall great performance. So, I feel like he probably deserves to be in the team of the week. Back three actually are traditional centre-backs, um, which I've not done in a while, but probably got lucky this week. Ayo, for me, I know he considered three goals, but I was really impressed in terms of his uh, individual performance. Uh, very dominant display. And obviously, I mentioned that last-ditch tackle um, to stop Salah from scoring. So that's why I've got him in the squad there. House, dominant performance, but for me, fantastic uh, header to get the winning goal for his team. So that's why I've got him there. Ruben Diaz, great performance. Uh, made a crucial tackle uh, to deny uh, Kovacic, who was through on goal, uh, which was an, an important stage of the game. So, yeah. He could have been Laporte as well. Laporte um, had a good game as well. Another player who I feel like had a great week was uh, Cash from Aston Villa. I feel like he produced a great performance on the right, right-hand side. Some great balls. Um, player to look out for actually I feel like he's definitely going to grow um, could be one for England in the future you never know I feel like he's definitely got the quality there um, my midfield I know he doesn't traditionally play on the left hand side but I've got Ismail Asar um, another great week for him scored an equaliser for his team which was important to get the point uh, Dakure really impressive so far this season playing with more freedom Pretty much more box to box. I feel like under Ancelotti, he was playing more of the defensive mid, uh, so it kind of limited his 
way of playing, but manages to grab the goal for his team. Um, nice assist from uh, Demara Gray, who's been really impressive for Everton as well. Smith Rowe, one of the star performers in the North London derby, uh, a goal and an assist there, so has to be in the team of the week. Saka, very impressive. And for me, I label him as a captain, but he's a star player of the week, uh, causing havoc on the right wing throughout the game. On the, and he was on the score sheet as well. So I think he fully deserves to be the star man. Um, my three strikers. So I've got Jesus, uh, match winner. And I feel like he's been in great rich vein of form for City as well. So deserves to be there. Vardy, unlucky to score an on goal. But he responds really well, scoring two goals uh, to get his team a point. Uh, unlucky to concede the last minute goal against Burnley there. And Antonio, match winner and was a constant threat throughout the game. So, fantastic performance from him as well. So, yeah, so that's my team of the week there. So, back to FPL, which I mentioned briefly earlier on. Uh, What did I get? Let me just have a look at my performance. So I got 58 points, which I thought wasn't too bad uh, until I went through the league and tried to pick out who had the highest week in our uh, FPL league. And it was Lisa O'Donnell who had 81 points, which was fantastic numbers. So well done, Lisa. Uh, a great game week for you. Um, and I think you're climbing up the table now as well. So I think this week will definitely help you. Um get some more points in the in the coming weeks. But yeah, FPL is a bit of a tricky one this year. Um, everyone's going for Ronaldo or Lukaku. Um, that's the debate right now in terms of who should you have in your team. If you have both, you don't really want to have both in your team. Um, but yeah, interesting uh, game week coming up for, for all of us FPL managers there. That pretty much wraps us up for today. So... I will be doing a match preview uh, this Thursday, 3rd of September at 10pm. Uh, I'll be previewing the Liverpool and Man City game as it's one of the key games this week in the Premier League. Uh, so please look out for that. And thank you for tuning in. Um, please don't forget to like and subscribe to our channel. Appreciate all of the support. And yeah. Um, Hope we got see you guys very soon. Uh, take care and stay safe.